With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody. Russ and my Amazon 11. Hope you're all safe and well. If you use channel, please consider subscribing, hitting the bell icons. You made of any... Oh, I can't be bothered to do any of that. We've got Trevor Morley. I can't be asked to do that. <laughs> I, I will say... Um, Thanks to our channel sponsors, Untuck It. That's it. That's all I have to do. Um, we've got Trev, obviously, um, you know, quite timely because we did his uh, appreciation night last week. So we'll be, we're talking about that. But uh, how are we, Mr. Morley? Yeah, I'm doing fine. I've been living in Norway for 20 years now. So um, and we're pretty good with the COVID, to be fair. We, it's not been affecting anything. Like I spoke to my sister and my mum today. They've had the injections already, my mum and dad, so or my stepfather. So been pretty good i'm in a place called bergen which is by the sea beautiful place and yeah i mean the pubs was open so i'm happy <laughs> oh please not might be a bit cold though it's probably a bit cold down over there isn't it it's snow outside so i can see snow about a foot of snow and uh minus 10 at the moment so it's a little bit cold it's nice it's okay it's better than the rain it rains all the time here so, oh, so i'll take the snow and the cold that's okay yeah exactly but you can go to the pub so it's like mm. yeah yeah one hand giveth, the other taketh away. But, um, but yeah, you've been all right. You've been well. Everything's everything's okay with you at the moment in the in the Morley household. Yeah, touch wood. You know, um, yeah, we don't, don't want to jinx it, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, for my age, I'm surviving. So <laughs> you're a young man compared with me. Well, it's it's the it's the big four zero for me this year. So, yeah, yeah. See, but you've been twenty years doing the. Yeah, 20 years, yeah, 20 years man and boy, well, mainly man, um, but yeah, thick and thin, um, 20 years, so yeah. Did you do like the, all the songs at the ground? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you do the, the, like the bubbles and everything, yeah? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think I'm still, obviously still there now, the, uh, the you know, during the, the behind closed doors, we still have all the all the music playing and stuff, so yeah, it's, uh, they've been playing to me, the, the, the Moyes era that's been, it's, it's great at the moment, they've been playing to me, which has been lovely, sitting there watching the game on my own with about, 30 journalists yeah that's not but you're not in charge of like the crowd noise thing that is oh, that, that's all done that's through, the, yeah. through the broadcasters so yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all done through uh through ai It'd be like fifa yeah in the fifa games very clever how they do it but um yeah it's just because i did the game against liverpool because you know i do the cv and uh the ground looks great when it's empty doesn't it <laughs> <laughs> when they do those drone shots it looks it does look really awesome yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a shame there's no one there but you know these things happen, don't they? Yeah. There's nothing we do about it. And they're doing well. So as long as the boys are doing oh, well. Brilliant, yeah. It's um, brilliant. It's a bit reminiscent of, of sort of the, the era that, because obviously I got into West Ham around the time where you started playing, really. Yeah. And with that team, you could never, throughout that time, you could never say, oh, you know, these guys aren't putting it in, you know. And the mm. Moisey era, it does seem like a bit like old, a bit old school in terms of, you know, they always seem to keep going. Do you know what I mean? There's always a goal in them and just they don't give up. It's lovely. So much. So nice. Yeah, yeah I get that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think Davey's done brilliant. I, you know, I don't know. If was, I didn't think he was the right man for the job at the time. And, and I think without being disrespectful, he won't mind. I thought he was a bit lucky to sort of get a second yeah. chance and then, yeah. but take your hats off what he's done now. And I think the recruitment's been fantastic. 
Mm. The last few signings have been outstanding, so that that's a, that's the major thing, isn't it? Recruitment is so important. Yeah, it really is. It really, really is. And it's just getting the right people in, isn't it? I think. Actually, I think, you know, it's, it's obviously at the moment, you know, everyone's going, oh, we didn't sign a striker. Did, uh, I don't know. I'm not really. I'm, we'll wait and see. In boys, we trust. So we'll see what happens, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I used to watch Mikel Antonio Forrest play right back sure. or right wing. You know, I watched him become a big Forest fan. And uh, I, I mean, he was good then, fast and strong. But uh, I mean, it's only by chance that he played centre forward, which is. Same as me, I was a central midfield player and at, at Corby Town, they were desperate for a striker. I was, no, no, no. And eventually, I said, Trevor, you're going to have to play. No one else can play there. And that was, you know, I was 18 years old. So sometimes it's a tempt, you know, it's just something that happens in your career that, because I was struggling central midfield and then I, I loved it centre forward. But he's been brilliant there, you know. And I don't know, you saw his interview. We, we had the interview in Norway about on the desert islands. Have you seen that? No, no, not yet. No, no, no. Oh, you have to check it out because he does a little interview before the game, you know, and uh, it's really good. He's a real class act. He's funny. It was good questions. And uh, they asked him, like, for example, what would you take on a desert island? He went, my telephone. And I was thinking, well, you need a charger. It's not the brightest answer. And then he thought a bit. He went, oh, my wife. <laughs> so I was saying, yeah. You're going to be in trouble now. If you said wife phone, it might be okay. But phone wife was not the best order. Bless him. Oh, bless him. I love things like that. It's, and yeah. that's what I mean. There's, there's that's that sort of old school buzz around the team at like that. Yeah. You know, everyone seems to be really like, you know, and I know, you know, we'll talk about your time at West Ham as well, but mm. of course, but there seems that real sort of buzz around the team. Um, everyone seems mm. to be like in, in, in the same boat. And there's not, mm. I think, Pellegrini time and maybe even the Slav eras, to be honest, there was them and them and them and them there wasn't like a group it didn't seem like a group mm. team but this team does man this team does and as you said this is good characters and yeah we'll see what happens we'll see what happens yeah it's looking good that, but that could uh we've been there before <laughs> yes we have been there before now for those of you that less experienced fans um Trev played for us from, you know, he signed it. He played over 200 games for us, sort of from 89 to sort of 94, 95. Scott, now, is it 70? Do you, do you know how many goals you Is it 70 goals you scored, or don't you know? I don't know. I, you know, I remember a figure of 69. It's quite funny because I came to watch a game with the Scandinavian Hammers. Yeah. It must be about 10 years ago. And we had a quiz after. And one of the questions was who was the top scorer of the last 25 years? So I think I put down Tony Cotty. I can't remember, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, then they went, are you stupid? What is you? So, and that was, you know, so I guess in, in the last 30 years now, I'm I'm the top scorer at West Ham. And, and I'm not sure it's 69 or 70. I'm going to check it out one day because um, I'll say 70 because it sounds a bit better than 69. But yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not sure, actually, because what was funny was Carlton Cole was getting really close to me. I think he was about five away. And then... He left the club and I was like, yeah. And then he came back. He came back and he scored about two or three goals. I think he was about two or one behind me. Yeah. And then he left again. So yeah. it's a bit like the Man City thing when we beat, you know, I was at Man City, we beat United 5-1. And my boss at TV2, he's a big City fan. And the 6-1 game, you remember a few years ago when City beat Man United 6-1, he's texting, brilliant, Trevor, brilliant. I'm like, really? You know, no one's going to remember my game anymore. So... <laughs> Yeah, there was a bit of a, there's a bit of a, I think it's 70. I think it's 70, to be honest. But anyway, yeah, we'll go 70. It always sounds better. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and obviously, um, Trevor, Trevor before he started, he watched the appreciation night and he thought it was all right, didn't you? You think it was too bad? Yeah, I like you guys. You know, I mean, uh, I think it was good to get me out of the way. And then you, you talk, uh, I thought you was really interesting. I like your opinions and I like the fact that you hadn't, uh, rehearsed it or you didn't have stats in front of you you've done it for my memory you know so that was that was pretty sharp I mean Chad Mam talking about my Northampton career which is right yeah I was actually he didn't mention I was captain but okay <laughs> uh, so I was debut on my captain Northampton I was 20 nearly 23 years old three or three years old before I played my made my league debut wow. you've forgotten on Eaton Borough I was there four years and uh, was captain, scored centre forward against Burnley, believe it or not, in the old fourth division. So, uh, and yeah, and then we, we had an amazing season, we won the division. So, 
fantastic yeah and i had i mean as I, as I said to you i think i text you afterwards i had uh literally next day i had, I had steve jones phone me up and the first thing he said was oh russ that cross that cross of that tottenham goal that was brilliant that was my best cross ever i think was it the, <laughs> no maybe the norris was it the norris one no it was the because it was the cross for the, the tottenham one where he kicked it it wasn't really much of a cross to be honest jonah but um yeah no he said it was his best game because oh child, i love trevor and then i had um who else we had, yeah obviously ian ian foyer came along and said hello, hello as well it was lovely it's really nice really nice trevor it's really really good um right okay let's let's go back to the, the west all sort of the time at west ham so obviously yeah. as you said a lot of goals a lot of games i mean you signed in 89 this december i think 89 um yeah. you and bish for man city how did that all happen how did you remember how that all that move got orchestrated from from Macari? yeah i mean i can go back a little bit if you've got time of course um manchester city bournemouth last time game of the season we just need to win to get into the top division again 88 89 and this is harry redknapp's bournemouth yeah so we're playing against bish matty Holmes was playing uh, for bournemouth wealth one of his first games we three up at half time. It's sunshine. It's thirty five thousand people at Main Road. We celebrate him. We're back in the top flight, and we were a bit lucky to be fair because Harry's side had a good team. Anyway, I think three one with about twenty minutes left. Three two. Ten seven minutes from the end. Seven minutes in over overtime. Penalty. Andy Andy Inchcliffe gives, gives a silly penalty away. Luther Blissett three three disaster so me and Bish had a little fight in the midfield first time I met him he was brilliant he was playing you know long hair and I, I grabbed him by the throat and he grabbed me we had a little rook in the midfield do you know what I mean won't say it was love at fight, first sight before someone else <laughs> says that but so um and ironically that means the last game of the season was away at Bradford we won nil down we have to we have to get a draw mm. Palace are winning four nil we have to get a draw and I scored last minute which made me a bit of a hero but that maybe was part of the reason Bish got a move to Man City from that Bournemouth game. Anyway, we both of Man City together in the top flight. I mean, he was a brilliant player, I think. And uh, I was doing okay, to be fair. Mm. Mel Machin got the sack. Howard's come in. Howard, you, you, know, you know the story. He had it. Bish at Everton, didn't like him. I remember the first training session, he, and Bish was playing really well. He gave the bibs out and he didn't give one to Bish. He gave all the first team a bib. And Howard went, doesn't mean anything, Bish. And we're like, really? So he dropped him first game and put Gary Megson in. So uh, I remember Gary Megson. Mm. And, uh, but I got okay with Howard. So um, it was funny. He was going training one day around Christmas. And they, they said to me, I think we had a friendly game or something. And they said, Trevor, you, you, you're, not, you're not playing today. I'm like, what? You've got to go up to the office. And what, what's that? Went up to the office. Um, Howard's got a deal going on. You and Bish with swapping with Wardy. So I was shocked, to be honest. I was like, really? Because um, my time at Man City, I struggled. I'd been through a bad time and then got the crowd on my side. Bish was flying. So it was a bit all strange, a little bit surreal. And um, I couldn't really work it out. And then... Um, I'll be honest, we had no choice in it. It was just like, yeah. that's the way it is. Now, um, West Ham, quite, my dad, this is another bit of a story. My dad actually made his debut. He's dead now, my real father. In 1945 something, Upton Park, Nottingham right. Forest. Yeah, he made his debut at Upton Park, which I didn't know till after I finished playing, which is a little bit. Um, and he used to play play with the, the scout what's his name they played forest together oh he was scout for forest and i think that's the connection yeah yeah um they'd followed me a little bit see so um i came down met lou Macari, and uh we did a deal so it was me and bish traveled down he had an agent i didn't uh, so he got a better deal than me so uh <laughs> and we signed and that was it i mean that's that football i mean Looking back, I mean, Man, Man City was a huge club and it was, for me, it was a bit shocking because I had a hard time winning the team. I was in, you know, Howard was playing me. Mm. Uh, but, you know, it was a great move. And looking now, coming to West Ham to be, it's, I didn't, you know, how great supporters and what a great club it was. So I'd never change anything, but that's how it came about. 
it's funny those those sort of like sliding doors moments type thing you know as you said like when you he's like when you was midfield and they put you up front and yeah. you know as you said it just happened and you know that you know you you and bish at west ham and that that, that just was it was it you know you became synonymous with west ham really and i mean you know that's and obviously from my like period at west ham i started supporting them that was sort of when you guys started playing from really um yeah. and obviously you know you came in um you know we've, we've said you know the amount of goals you scored um I think you know he was top. Was it ninety-one, ninety-two? I think he's top, tops, top goal scorer. I think you, I think that season he, he he joined in December. I think you still had like you got ten or something by the end of the yeah. season. Which went, yeah. I take that. That's not a bad return. Yeah. God, could you imagine if we had a striker who had ten in the the six months? Would be nice. Um, and so then, and then obviously, you know, I I really remember you. This of ninety-two, ninety-three, when obviously we were in the, when the we were being promoted that season. Um, yeah. you know, 20, 20, 22 goals. Yeah. That team, there's a. It must have been there was a right some right characters in that team. We've had quite a few yeah. of them on. We've had quite a few of them on. Yeah. Um, as a as, as a player, obviously, you know, what was it like in that dressing room? Obviously, you've had lots. There's a few different dressing rooms over the, over your time, but it must have been. You must have such a giggle with them lot because it was like you know you and Bish and all that lot. It must have been such a such a funny time to be a West Ham player. That. Yeah, some great great characters, like you say. I mean. I'm, I'm quite a shy person, really. So, um, and a northerner, so with a stupid moustache coming down there, looking back, you know. Oh, so, uh, yeah, we'll talk about the haircuts. Don't worry, Jim. Yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. So it took me a while to sort of get in, but you know, yeah, you go through Dixie, Martin Allen, and Peter Butler, Marshy when he came, and Bish, and yeah, of course Tony Gale and Alvin. You go through all of them. It was a great dressing room, really. And you know the banter was flying round, the stick was flying round from day one. Do you know what I mean, and me coming in as like a northerner with my stupid clothes and my moustache. Do you know what I mean, I think they were laughing behind my back, but uh, I didn't mind. So um, yeah, I mean, it took a while to settle in because me and Bish were staying at the Swallow Hotel, yeah, which we yeah. didn't mind to be fair because you know you nice hotel, or maybe. Just living like going down for meals and you know ordering a bottle of wine or whatever and we didn't want to move into a house to be honest it, you're so pampered or whatever and i remember i mean it used to be embarrassed when you used to sign it end of every month and i think tom finn was the you know um secretary then i was like oh this is embarrassing bitch we've had about 19 bottles of wine this month do you know what i mean it's like but they paid for it so um yeah, and and it brought me and Bish together because we, were, you know, we weren't best mates at Man City. We we were a little bit friends, but the move brought us real close together and travelling together. So, um, yeah, it was. I settled. I didn't start off on a flyer at West Ham. Uh, they weren't playing that well, but then once I got my first goal, they started going in. And like you said, I think I got ten in eighteen in that first season. I think I think I scored in five games in the trot at one stage because I remember. I, I, Georgie Paris was always saying, you do a goal, Trevor, you do a goal. And I think I came third in play of the year. I didn't know there was a such a thing as third. So, um, yeah, well, I got off to a decent start, to be fair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was. It was five in a row. Five in a row. After you scored your, yeah, from, uh, mm. what was it, from from Watford onwards. Yeah, five in a row that mm. was in the after year. You know. And obviously, and then, you know, we, we, obviously, like, obviously, the next season wasn't so good. That 91 season wasn't, wasn't, a, wasn't a great season, was it, um, for you? And obviously, we, we, we we didn't talk about obviously there was a stabbing the stabbing yeah. incident, all that stuff i mean we're not going to go into that today because yeah. yeah, it's, it's already it's old ground really um yeah. as i said then then that sort of that for me as you said that 92 93 season that was that was the real season for you and then obviously the following season hammer of the year um now obviously we we touched on that actually from on the appreciation night hammer of the year is a very last i think there must have been i think nigel said there's only about 35 people who have won that yeah. What's it like as a player? I said you didn't know you came third. You didn't even know we had one. What was it like as a player when you know you win that award when you'd be voted by the fans as as the you know their favourite player of the year? Yeah, um, I'll get a bit emotional thinking about it. I mean, I, I guess that's the biggest honour. I, I did win some promotions, and yeah. uh, but when I look back on my career, that's the biggest honour to you know. I feel a bit embarrassed to get it sometimes when you say Bobby Moore and Jeff Hurst and all these people that have got it. So, um, but I'll take it. And, uh, you know, I, maybe I deserved it in that season, but I can tell you, I never even, I never even crossed my mind. 
Sure. It never even crossed my mind that I could be player of the year. When they told me, when they told me, I was shocked. Yeah. Um, because I don't know. I don't know. I've always put myself forward. Maybe I wasn't a very selfish footballer. I was always like a team player and um, I always put everyone before myself. So I never entered my mind that I could be player of the year. So looking back, it was an honour. And when I just see your appreciation show and see my goals, I thought, I love it, Trevor. You weren't, you weren't a bad player, were you? Do you know what I mean? I had a good season. And uh, it was a funny season, actually, to play with Lee Chapman because I'd always been like the target man. And suddenly, Lee, I've, I'm sort of yeah. not the real target man, more of a 10 player. But I had injury free. I'd had some big injuries in my career. And I was just, I was having a good season. Uh, the goals were going in. I was, you know, I even got dropped for one game against Norwich, came on and scored. And then, um, you know, it took me a couple of more games to get back in. I think it was United game, and I scored against that. So I scored some goals against London clubs as well, which which might have helped. Yeah, always <laughs> helps. Yeah, I would have got one more against Arsenal. If it wasn't for David Seaman ripping my head off. So, yeah. so yeah, that's the biggest honour. And you know, it's um, it's in fact, that might that may be up on the shelf there. <laughs> that is it. That trophy's there. Oh, there we go. You see, it's on the yeah. shelf. And, and, and I, didn't, I didn't plan that, by the way. Oh no, whatever, whatever. Is a bottle of whiskey inside you? Yeah, exactly. Well, there you go. Well, what I was going to say was also that season was yeah, as a professional player. You know, it's your first season it properly in the Premier League. You're scoring goals in the Premier League, as you said, and just that sort of capped off that that fantastic season. Now, something we we picked up on, and, and Martin picked up on, was the every night. Uh, was it the ninety two, ninety three, ninety four? You were you went on loan to Brian over the summer. Mm. What was the reasoning behind that? Because they didn't, they were like, really? They didn't. So that's uh, something he's asked me to ask you about going, mm. going to Brian. How, how did, how did that happen? How did it happen? Those three years? Oh, my first wife, the one that stuck a knife in me was Norwegian. Yep. So, um, so basically I was coming over here and, um, they found out and there's a guy called Knud Christensen that, uh, he, he worked a deal out with West Ham and West Ham and Billy Bonds didn't want to know at first. Sure. But then they said, they would pay my wages so that they save some money at West Ham and they'd insure me. So eventually they did a deal. So I'm only here for about maybe in Norway for maybe six, seven, eight weeks. And um, I'll be honest with you, it was brilliant because no disrespect, but the training was more advanced there than it was in sure. in England. You know, we're, you know, that time we're a bit old school in England with the doggies and, you know, suddenly here you're like, you're warming up before the games, you're warming up that, you know what I mean? You're doing things that, we weren't quite heart monitors, testing stuff. And it was okay standard. So when I came over and um, I did okay, scored some goals. I mean, the first game, there was 21,000 people at the Brand wow. Stadium. Wow. So I thought, wow, this is this is not bad. So anyway, the point is, when I came back, because when I said to the lads, you know, I'm, I'm playing in Europe, they were taking the piss out of me big time. You're going to Norway, do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's not exactly Europe. But anyway, the point is, when I came back, I was never a good runner, not pre-season. In the game, I could run my socks off, but I wasn't one of these Martin Allen, Peter Butler at the front could run around the golf course six times. But when I came back pre-season, I was sharp. I could feel I was a bit sharper than normal because I'd been ticking over. I'd been playing football at a good level, different sort of training. And I think West Ham saw that and they let me go the next time. And I think I think Brand only paid half her wages. So they were, yeah, 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 that's good for him. I wasn't, I wasn't young. I was 29 the first time. Um, so I think it was a it worked out there was a slight risk of injury but that didn't happen so it was a big benefit and like I say my last season at West Ham it was a World Cup 94 I didn't go I didn't feel as sharp when I came back yeah as you said and as you said you know when we, when we, that's one thing we sort of picked up which you sort of didn't necessarily agree with was, was sort of Harry didn't fancy you but as you said when you came back, you, you know, you just you probably weren't as sharp as you were before because of that sort of that little your mini mm. preseason, really. That's what it was. Um, and and obviously, you know, as you said, he brought in Hutch and TC, and mm. he's always going to play his other his own players rather mm. than necessarily you, isn't he? So, yeah. sort, of, sort of, you sort of knew that was that was sort of. <laughs> and as you said, you know, we, just, we said before, you know, you sort of saw the writing on the wall really when that happened. But I mean, it's it's one of those things where. I think wasn't your last game that Man United game, wasn't it? The one all, I think. 
It was, yeah. So yeah. Well, not a bad game to go out on. Bad games, yeah, exactly. Stuffing Man United win the title and getting Fergie. Still hating West Ham about, you know, which was... Uh... Well, we, we always tell that story about the champagne coming at the end of the, you know, when uh, Kenny Dalglish and uh, what's his name, Jack, sent in his... Yeah. The owner. The owner. Yeah. At, at Blackburn, they sent us in uh, some champagne and beers and we were like, okay. <laughs> Let's party. I think we finished twelfth or thirteenth, and you know we were partying like we won the won the Premier League, yeah, not Blackburn. Yeah. So, no. Was it, didn't they say? Did it, it was Ferguson said it was obscene the amount of effort you guys put in, or something ridiculous like that. Obscene. That was in the game when Kenny Brown scored. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Something about, about West Ham and Man United. As long as as long yeah, as we, we had some good we had some good memories against them. To be fair, oh, I have, yeah. Yeah, it's always Man United, Russ. It's always Man United. As long as there's a, we t- turn them over next week in the cup, I'll be happy. Um, well, I did the game, the last game I did on TV when at, at the stadium. That was that was surreal. When I got there and I saw the amount of people outside and their coach was stuck, and I was saying to the guys, "Come on, let's film it," but they wouldn't film it because they were throwing things at the at yeah, the coach. Yeah. But you know, I got, I got a bit of a buzz from it. To be fair, yeah. And you did your own. I saw the I saw the YouTube where you did your own sort of like goodbye to for to holding yeah. on for, for Norwegian yeah. TV. Yeah. I mean that was nice for you to have the opportunity to say goodbye mm. to the stadium, wasn't it? Really mm. it gave you some great some great. Um, I mean mm. I remember my, one of my vivid was that ninety two ninety three season when we got promoted, and obviously the Cambridge United Cambridge United game, and I was on the bottom tier of the West Stand, and someone threw over a rope ladder from the top tier. <laughs> We're walking down this road where that's like really definitely cut that through. Right, one question I've been told to ask, Trev. Which one which one was the best haircut? Well that one, you know, I remember that was the one can you see where I'm pointing? But on the top left hand side, yeah. Me and Bish were a bit drunk then. We'd been out the night and we had to come do some pictures for West Ham. You can see that I'm probably half drunk. You can see it in your so, eyes, yeah. Yeah, it's not a good one. That stupid moustache, Lord Lucan, whatever it is, call me. <laughs> so um, I don't mind the long hair, to be fair, but I guess the 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 one next to that one, so I don't mind really. I'm whatever. Nah, it's all good fun, man. It was funny. I quite like the, the sort of the tips, the uh, the one by the by the My Hammers Eleven side. That's that's the one. Yeah. I like. That's yeah, the, yeah. More sunkissed version. I like that. I had to say that. That's because otherwise, if I didn't, someone would shout at me. But anyway, right. Let, let's let's move on and talk about your your hammers eleven, Trev. So obviously, everyone we get on the site, get on the um the channel, puts together an eleven. And the ex player, mm. I believe you're probably like the fifty first player I think we've had on, which is mental. Um, oh. I know it's gone mental. Uh, puts together the. Yeah, thanks for remembering me. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, do you know what? I'm not <laughs> you, right? When I interviewed Bish, I did, and Bish will probably watch this now. I, I said, right, I want, I want to get Trevor on. He was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Has Bish done it? Yeah, Bish has done it. Yeah. Did he put me in the team? Right, Bish, Bish, um, Bish was one of three people who chickened out and didn't do an eleven. Ah, uh, because he didn't want to upset anyone. Yeah, fine. Everyone was happy. Harry didn't do it because he started talking about Bobby Ferguson in the 60s and then realised he, he didn't have time because he started waffling on that. Yeah. Yeah. And who's the other one? Uh, Nigel Coker. Mm. Yeah, okay. There we go. So those are the... It's, it's, it's difficult because um, we don't get a sub Spanish, do we? Well, you can put some people on this, and you can give yeah, yeah you okay. can give honourable mentions as well. That's yeah, okay, yeah. basically everyone everyone gets away with it. They go, oh yeah, yeah he's my goalie, but I want to mention da 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 da. Right. Okay. So, who is in goal for the Morley eleven? I mean, it's quite an obvious one. That um, Alan McKnight gets in there. <laughs> yeah. Ian no, sorry, Bob. I'm just kidding. I mean, when I joined, you know, you remember the the old the fantastic side, eighty six, eighty seven, whatever. They were still there, hanging around, and, and Phil Parks. I remember seeing this guy with a long hair, moustache, and he was like twenty stone. With a little cigar, I remember we played away smoking a little cigar on a Friday night. I thought, what a legend! This guy's is fantastic. And I remember doing shooting practice against him, and you couldn't score. You know, I thought, wow. But and then you saw Ludo. Of course, Ludo came in with me, signed by Lou McCarr, and it was chalk and cheese because Ludo was short hair and he had the great body and tall, and he was a modern day keeper. So. To be fair, I didn't see enough for Phil because I know Phil was a fantastic, and I saw he was a fantastic keeper. But Ludo was a modern keeper, 
Um, I love the way he used to come out his line and, you know, he used to start coming off his line, which keepers don't do anymore. No. Very corners, they get trapped on the line. Ludo used to be out for free kicks and some of his shot saving was brilliant. Um, he, made, he made the odd mistake, but most keepers do. But I think he was he was such a great goalkeeper, such a great buyer. And he signed at the same time as me and Bish. He stayed at the Swallow and he couldn't speak any English. And, you know, we had to try and look after him and we was like, Swallow. He's like, follow, follow, no, swallow. I follow, I follow to the swallow. He was like, oh, Ludo. But the best best Ludo story is we had, when we first signed, we had a fancy dress party at Christmas. And uh, so we've all turned up and we've finished training. We're all putting our fancy dress outfits on. And Ludo's not, no one's told him. And Ludo's, what's what's happening? That's fun. So me and Bish took him down. We found the nearest shop that sold fancy dress outfits I had nothing left I, had a, I think it was a sailor's outfit in size medium that's all we got so we, we've got him in this little like sailor's outfit Ludo he looked brilliant to be fair far too small and then I think Frank McAvaney got some limousines ordered probably made himself a few quid they were like from 9.30 I think one of them broke down after about two miles so we decided to drive past Ludo's house on the way so he could tell his wife because you know she was she didn't quite know whatever and i remember her face we these three limousines pulled outside and we waited and ludo ran up to knocked on the door and his wife come out and saw him and ludo it was like the expression on her face like what's fuck's going on here <laughs> so ludo legend yeah fantastic goalkeeper and made some assists to some of his kicking to me was amazing because yeah. he found me I'm, i think he had a couple of assists for me i think a goal against watford against David James and put in the top corner. It was Ludo's assist, so. Yeah. Oh, amazing. And, and what's it like? Because obviously, you know, obviously Makari said brought in you. He brought in, obviously, Bish and Ludo. And then, obviously, Lou leaves pretty sharpish um, in the next season. What's it like? Because, obviously, you know, you've come in as Makari's man, basically, and then a new manager, I know, Bondo, but, but do you go, oh, shit, oh, fuck, you know, I've got to start again, you know, because... Not really. I think when I signed, the club was there was no discipline. Yeah, I liked Lou, and he was a tremendous guy. But you had people, including Julian Dix, who won't mind me saying it, no. were just running around, and uh, the coaches. There wasn't any, you know. There was, it was, it, it lost it. You know, people were doing what they wanted to do. You got the old group of players. I don't think respected Lou, but he was trying to bring new people. Some of the new people, it just it, it was a little bit toxic atmosphere. So, in a way, I think the fact he went and Bill came in was a good thing because I think people you can't help but respect Bill. Sure. I mean, Bill, we all know what Bill's like, and um, you may not have thought he'd be an ideal manager at the time because he'd done the youth team, but he turned out to be mm. when you look back on the top managers. I don't think anybody's got a, be- a better winning percentage than Bill. In the history of West Ham, I did it on TV once. I don't think that anybody can beat him. I mean, I was looking, I think, in the first, like, 60 years, West Ham had five managers, didn't they? Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And then, so, um, he's up there, Bill. So, but the point was, he, I think he, he brought it down to, you know, you couldn't mess around. He, he'd grab you and beat you up, Bill, do you know what I mean? I remember, like, saying him saying to Bish, you're not fit. And it would build, build a run around the football pitch with Bish. They'd be beating him by 20 metres, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and Bill, you know, he was beefed up. So, he had he had respect because he obviously had respect. He played and he'd been at West Ham for so many years. Yeah. And so, that settled the club a lot. Yeah. And then, um, I don't think he judged Lou's signing. I don't think Bill thought these are signings that come in by Lou Macari. And I know you spoke about it. Lou's signings were excellent for West Ham, mm. including Martin Allen, myself, Bish and, and Ludo. And Jimmy Quinn, yeah, excellent signing. So, so Bill came in. I think there was no pre, you know, he played with some of these guys, didn't he? Yeah, yeah Gailey and all these. So, I think Bill, I don't think he, he, he took it as it was. Yeah, uh, he didn't. I think everyone was on even, even basis. And I was playing with Frank Quinny, blah blah. And I know I had to do the business to stay in, and I did. I think I did good, I scored goals. I think what Bill liked about me was I put a shift in, you know, I was in a bit of this. I did put a shift in and I, I worked hard for the team. So, so um, i got a lot of, to thank Bill for because um, he stuck by me. Yeah, he stuck by me. Yeah. 
Yeah, good shout. All right, okay, that was Lou doing. <laughs> yeah, that was a long one, yeah. That was not worry, the other would be quicker. Uh, Defence, uh, le- le- left back? Who would be left back? Obviously, Julian Dix. No, I mean, he was undisciplined when I come. I can't believe, I think we played Leicester away and they were messing around like him and Martin Allen, but there was no discipline there. But I thought he was a fantastic captain because I looked up to him um, first because of his, what, a footballer. His commitment was unbelievable. You know, he probably didn't stretch, but he was the first to get out and train in, last to come in. Um, and I roomed with Bish, but if me and Bish wasn't travelling, I feel, I feel, I often room with Dixie. So uh, we was, yeah, we was good together. So, um, and that, don't tell him I said this, but he's quite, he's a bit soft inside, to be fair. So, but yeah, what a player. I mean, you know, he, he could have played anywhere. He was, it may, I mean, look at, He's sort of the modern day left back because you know you see the fullbacks now. It's become a bit of a trendy position. Mm. He was coming, flying up the pitch, taking penalties, free kicks, making assists. No doubt, brilliant player Definitely. and brilliant captain. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. No, we had him on a couple of weeks ago. Well, we had him on. Yeah, was it last week we had him on? And it was. Uh, I was like, oh, no, it was, no, it was two weeks ago because I was like, oh, and I asked him a question. What's it like being sacked? Because obviously he'd just been sacked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, I thought shit myself. And he went. Oh, actually, I'm I'm in my flat now in in, in Birmingham. We're, we're sort of we're putting it all away because I'm moving back down. I was right. like, oh, okay, okay, but yeah, no, he's no, he's at the top like top guy, and uh, yeah, he was a bit soft because I thought it would be sort of quite a tricky interview. But he was actually um, he had a few beers, I think, as well. So he's like, you know, yeah. not diet cut, not coke. That's what he used to drink, wasn't he? I, I used to get a, I got a few penalties from him as well. I used to, yeah. I used to be quite good at getting penalties. So he owed me for a few penalties what I got for him. Good. Yeah, that's all good, man. Right, okay, we'll put Julian uh, left back. Let's let's go right back. Who would be right back then? Well, it's a tough one, this. I mean, I used to love Tim Breaker. Yeah. Uh, used to love talking to his dad in the players' land after Mr. Breaker. Tim up and down, put his sign in. But I'll have to go Potsy. Yeah. I mean, Potsy was a fan favourite and a great lad, quiet, but super guy. And I think... I wouldn't say he was underrated because he got play of the year a few times and everyone appreciated appreciated him. But he wasn't a normal footballer in the fact that he wasn't that big, was he? Or he wasn't a mean tackler, but he could time things good on the ball. Yeah, Potsy was he was quality to be fair and a great guy. Yeah, and I know what you mean. No, underrated outside of outside of Upton Park. I think that's the way. Yeah, we all knew what yeah, a good, yeah. all the fans he knew was, what yeah. player he was, but outside of us, yeah. as tends to happen with lots yeah. of players. Um, right, let's go centre offs. Who's your first centre off then? Uh, again, it was chalk and cheese. The first one, Alvin Martin, Scousers. Yeah. I've always liked the Scousers, and um, what a player. Yeah. For me to come, I mean, I come from Man City, we had some good ones, Colin Henry, yes. uh, Paul Lake played there, Stevie Redmond, uh, but. When I came in Alvin Martin, it's the first time when I played at Northampton where they were booting balls over your head. They were just like dinking balls into me. Yeah. Uh, Alvin, fantastic on the ball. I don't think he'd mind saying he wasn't super quick, but he didn't need to be because... And another thing was, the amount of centre-halves that had the ball, if he had the chance, he took it down his chest. Every time, on the chest, quality. And he could tackle, mean, he was mean, he was a leader. And he taught me some things. He used to say to me, Trevor, the key is stay down. Get them, get them booked, get them off. You know, because I used to jump up some, sometimes. He used to say, stay down, get them off the pitch. So he was a real winner, Alvin. Uh, and a funny guy, a bit crazy. Uh, but you need them sort of people on, on your on your team. Uh, Rigsby, brilliant. Yeah, top yeah. Um, Right, okay, we'll put Alvin. Who's he going to partner then in the centres? Well, that's his southern softy, Gailey, isn't it? It's got to be Gailey. He'd kill me if I didn't say that. But he was quality again. Um, again, maybe more than Alvin, the way he used to come out of defence would just ping the ball into me left or right. And again, he couldn't probably run fast, but he didn't need to. Fantastic read of the game. Fantastic footballer. He loved himself a little bit. But the only thing with Gailey is he, he was... Yeah, he killed me a little bit in one of the biggest games of my career, the semi-final against Forest, when um, you know, me being a Nottingham boy, I had 30 in my family there. Sure. Big Forest fan and Gailey, because he was lazy, couldn't be bothered to chase after Crosby, he just pulled him down and 
We know it wasn't a red card, but even so, Gailey, you killed it for me that day. So uh, you owe me one on that. But I've told him that. But uh, yeah, super, super player and a great character as well. Yeah. I love, I love listening to him on TV when I meet him. Funny guy, funny guy. He's funny, he's funny. Yeah, he put himself down as captain, manager, um, coach, <laughs> taker, corner taker, free kick taker. Yeah. Uh, he said, "Oh, do you remember? I scored a great goal." I, I, I know, I know what you're going to say. Oh, yeah, it was, it was a great free kick. He was, yeah, I know he's a brilliant, top guy. I love Gailey. Right, okay, so that's your back four. There's your goalie. Right, let's move into midfield then. Uh, let's go left wing, left midfield. Well, it's difficult. The options there would be Matty Holmes, of course, yeah. and um, Robbo, I guess. Anybody else in there? And Chopper. Stuart Slater. I mean, I don't think Stuart Slater... Uh, I don't know what position would he be in, really, but he did play that left-hand side a little bit. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, it was funny. I was actually watching your, when I had that season, Player of the Year, that it was quite... You, you touched on it that my assists came from Matty Holmes and Marshy, a lot of them. Mm. Not Bish, which I was a little bit surprised, but Bish feeded me in, so... Um, Tough one, that. You're going to have to help me. It's really close, Robbo or Matty Holmes. I like Matt. I thought, to be honest, I did like Matty Holmes as a player. I always liked him. I don't know why. It was the hair. Yeah, was top, yeah I, was top, I mean, he was such a... When Harry brought him in, he was like... He was so shy and like, you know, no disrespect. Yeah. He don't mind me saying his suit was too big for him. He, you know what I mean? He came in and he was a brilliant guy. I used to love it. He used to bring videos in for us all the time. He used to have these like uh, all the new films hey, oh, Trevor I've got a video for you watch the new film and somebody like filmed it in the cinema so uh, but Robbo was a great character as well but I'll give it Matty Holmes yeah he's a close one that, that Robbo had some great skills and he had some good assists and goals for me but yeah. Matty was a good signing to be fair Shout Harry got uh, lucky on that Harry got lucky on that one from Bournemouth yeah. <laughs> good old age right okay let's put him on the left uh, let's go let's go right wing you should have on the right wing then that's another difficult one, isn't it? Because uh, who have you got there? Kevin Keane, obviously. Unless um, the thing is, if I want to fit in a player from central that's not really in position, that's the thing. Mm. I've only got two central midfield players, so yeah, Kevin Keane. It was great to play with Kevin Keane. Wonderful footballer, uh, a great guy as well. Not your not your typical footballer, you know. He's he was. Uh, it was great company. So we used to play Scrabble together with the Martin Allen. So believe it or not. So, no, uh, well, we've had uh, Martin and Kev used to be uh, travel buddies, didn't they? They used to be car buddies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just didn't see that happening. Yeah, so I, I like Kevin. He was a lovely personality. And I met him a couple of times when I've been down to the training ground. Yeah. Him and Poxy. So, um, yeah, he was a good player, I think. In the West Ham mould of football players, as I see it, you know, we may say it's a bit of a fallacy now with the West Ham Academy fo- Academy football. He's one of those guys, you know, and he was a good football player. Definitely. I right, put Keno in. Good old Keno. And he's very good. We've had him on um we had him on doing one of our game shows. And obviously he's very clever. He was very clever. He beat everyone. He beat Joe or oh, oh, Jonesy. Well Jonesy she kept on shouting out the answers before it was his he turn. Bought Jones, beat jo- no, Jonesy's not clever. Oh bless him. He, then he phoned me up and goes, I want a rematch. So, so him, him, Martin Allen and Tim Breaker in a rematch. Yeah, he still didn't win. Um, right, okay, let's put Keno in. Uh, central midfield then. Who's your first central midfield player then? Oh, you know, it's Bish. I love playing with Bish. He's, uh, he's for me, what Bish had was, I think he was a fantastic footballer. Again, in the West Ham mould, never, always wanted the ball. Always wanted the ball. And uh, another thing... I think in my game was I was always looking for the ball. I was always looking to link up. And it wasn't necessarily necessarily getting the box. I wanted to be that link up player. I just wanted to be involved. And Bish knew that. And Bish would find me all the time with his passing, left foot, right foot. He'd, he'd, he'd just wait the ball into me. Um, fantastic footballer. Fantastic footballer skill. I mean, he'd probably tell you that himself as well because he loves himself, Bish. Um, he scored a few good goals. So, um, and I think he's, yeah, he's a West Ham legend. He, he was brilliant. I, you know, I think the crowd loved him and uh, had a great career. And uh, him and Harry, not always eye to eye, but I think Harry loved him, really. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he is. I know what you mean about Bish. Yeah, he's he was just um, a very, very stylish player. He said that's sort of West Ham mould where we like, you know, we like people who are good on the ball and good passers. And yeah, yeah, they're great range of passing. And yeah, and again, he was part of that sort of, as I said, all your all that era, all your era, you know, we've had um, we had Matt when we had Mad Dog on. He said, Oh, I said, I've got, I've got Bish tomorrow. He said, Oh, yeah, ask him about um, about his pack of polos you're used to have in his pocket. And I was yeah. like, so Bish, um, I heard you like polos. Went, oh, who told you that? I remember we had a quick story. Went to the PFA Duke, which were great dudes, you know. You get all the, yeah, like celebrity, all the Premier League players there. And whether I think we went, um, we had limousine and was in the monkey suits, of course. And we stopped in the East End, a couple of pubs on the way there. Just in the, I can't remember where, but yeah, real not the slums, but yeah, the back rows, the pubs. And suddenly the West, about eight of us West Ham players walked in in the monkey suits and we were drinking Guinness, pints of Guinness, but we were dropping the vodka in, one vodka in Bishes. And he didn't know, obviously. So we've had about six, seven, eight pints before we got there and Bishes had the vodka in every one. So he's buzzing or, and we've had the dinner. So he, he's legless, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And the PF, the PF, I can't remember what it's called, the hotel in London, but the PFA do. So there's a, as you leave, there's a seat, leather seat there, and Bishes sat there and fell asleep, you know. So we've put a cigarette or a cigar in his fingers, you know what I mean? And we've put like a whiskey in his, and we've put like beers and vodka around him. Like, and at the end of the night, everyone walks out and they walk past there, do you know what I mean? And Bishes sat there like that. I remember Sir Alex Ferguson, we watched him walk by, he was like shaking his head a little bit, do you know what I mean? But he had a little bit of a reputation as a, as a drinker, Bish, but it's not true. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, all right. <laughs> hey, don't believe you. Uh, right, okay. So, Bish, who's he going? Who else is going to be in that central midfield? Then, Trev. That's a tough one. I mean, I love Johnny Monker, but he he jinxed me when he signed. Everything went wrong for me. So, Monkey, sorry, pal, I can't take you in there because you killed me. I think it was your pass that set me with fifty-fifty when my, my leg went against Man City. So, uh, but I, I loved him as a player, Monkey. I played against him, of course, at Swindon. Yes. Uh, Peter Butler was a grafter. I love Martin Allen as well. Martin Allen was a brilliant guy and gave everything on the pitch. But if I had to go talent-wise, I'll, I'll go for a guy, Mike Marsh. I know he didn't have much of a career at Marshy. I don't know he wasn't there that long at West Ham, but... As you said, there's a lot of season, that season, that one we, we, we basically put all the goals in. Loads come from Marshy, didn't it? In terms of those assists, those little through balls and stuff. I think yeah. it was a, it was, I think it was a one of those. There's certain players who are slightly underrated, I think, by West Ham fans. And he, he was a, a great him and him and David Burrows that came in and did a really yeah. good job. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, yeah. I mean, you mentioned Pete Butler. He was like the first player I ever met. Yeah. When they used to, we used to do the uh, the old junior hammer birthday parties next to the ground in the little school, and uh, a, a, a player would turn up. It's like you know, it wouldn't happen now. You know, Manuel Lanzini wouldn't walk into our adventure house and and yeah, yeah. cake. And yeah, Butler was. A, he's got. I mean, he's. When I interviewed him, he was in. He was in Liberia because he's a Liberian team manager at the moment. Absolutely mental. It's just such a crazy life he's got. I love it. Yeah, we got a contact from him. We were trying to find out some some player in Norway. I got a message from him a few weeks ago, but about some guy. But uh, yeah, he was a great guy, Peter Butler. And Mar- Marshy was a great guy, but it's, I don't know if I should put Marshy in really because I don't know what it was with Marshy. I don't know why I didn't have a better career because, you know, in five or six, five or sides and that, he was fantastic. But, you know, you end up going to South End and then it's a difficult one. And Martin Allen, who else we got? Who else we got there? Uh, Am I missing somebody? Georgie Paris? Yeah, Georgie, of course. Yeah, Georgie. Well, a, everywhere. So. Georgie, yeah, he was. When I first came in as well, George is a top guy, top player as well. But sorry, George, you're on the subs bench, pal. And <laughs> um, what else I missed? I don't know. Are you People probably like, uh, loads? But you always do. You know, that's, yeah. a, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll put we'll put Marshy in, or maybe Martin Allen, or maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. Stick with that. Stick with that. Go on, who's going to be up front? Who's going to be up front then, Joe? Who's your first striker, man? Oh, I was loads. I mean, phew. I played with some good strikers at West Ham. You know, yeah. I mentioned Lee Chapman when I had my best season, so I should I should say him, but I'm not going to. Sorry, Lee. Um, Frank, of course, was a brilliant guy, but 
he wasn't his best. He had a bit of a bad injury. I know he's a fantastic player. I watched him play. Um, Leroy Senior had an injury as well. Um, Tony Cotty, very good player. I like playing with him, although he's a bit lazy. Clive Allen, me and Clive <laughs> played together. And we had a good partnership. I like Clive. Um, again, I'd probably do a bit extra work, but outscored him. Thank you, Clive. Sorry for that, mate. Still to, tried to uh, still outscore them. Who else we got? Who else we got? Steve Ian Dowie. Ian Dowie. Yeah. Me and Dowie. He, we argued in Norway that who's the best player then? Jonesy. Yeah. I mean, actually, Jonesy, I watched him play at Charlton after when he went, and he was an amazingly good player. I remember him coming on loan, uh, not on loan, coming as a, on a trial from, was it, where did he come from? Somewhere out about South End, a little non-league club. Boy, so yeah, probably around this. I was like, really? You know, your caravan that. But he was a good player, wasn't he? He was very raw when he came. I love Jonesy, great character, a good pace, and um, I remember Billy watching Ricky. Charlton. It's Billy Ricky. Billy Ricky yeah. yeah. But you know, what I'm going to go for, and, and it's always disappointing when we didn't have a bit longer together. And I think he's the best finisher I played with, Jimmy Quinn. Mm. We started that first season together. I'm not sure why his West Ham career was so short. I loved playing with him. I think we complimented each other. None of us were super fast, but okay. Um, we both held the ball up good in the air. Um, so I'm sad that I didn't get more time to play with him. In fact, I did play with him later in my career when he was manager at Reading. He signed me. And we played together, but I think our combined our combined age was about eighty. So we wasn't it wasn't that fresh. And um, he played in goal once. I scored a hat trick against Bolton, and Quinny was in goal. So um, great character, and I think he was a great player. So I'm going to play myself up front with Quinny because um, I think we had a good would have you know if we'd had more time together, made a real super partnership for West Ham. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Was it? Were you? Were you still at the Swallow? Were, were you? In, was Jimmy at the Swallow when you was at the Swallow? Yeah. Yeah. Because we had we've had Jimmy on, and he said when when he was at the Swallow, obviously, um, Tottenham has just signed Gaza, and so Gaza yeah. was at the Swallow. Him and Jimmy five five bellies, and he had to. He'd every. I think he said every every time I was trading session, he wouldn't. He'd never go through the front door. He'd always have to go for the the tradesman's entrance around the kitchen because. Because obviously at the swallow, the bar is right at the front door. Yeah, yeah. Literally, he'd be there. But oh, Jimmy, come for a drink, and he just wouldn't get away. That's brilliant, man. It's funny. I love yeah, it. So cool. Yeah, I've got a few gas stories, but that's for another time. But yeah, yeah was in, he was in there. Yeah, so um, it's it best to avoid him, really. Otherwise, you get in trouble. Trevor, man, it's been brilliant. Thank you so much for your time, man. Um, I said forty-five minutes, five minutes over, but I do apologise. Anyway, thank okay. you. Been absolutely brilliant obviously thank you so okay. much for watching as well um please you know like share whatever um and for me and from trevor take care everyone stay safe wash those hands come in your irons and we'll see you again very very soon take care everyone much love bye bye Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.